Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking to uh, the three wise men here. And uh, if you want to hear this entire show in its entirety, we post a podcast, which is a, the, the broadcast in its entirety, uh, actually without commercials, on Mondays. We, you can go to three different spots primarily to get this. If you go to soundcloud.com, if you go to iTunes, or if you go to our facebook.com, and you just type in Solid Steps Radio, you will be able to hear all of our past shows, including this one. On uh, on Monday, we post the uh, the weekend show. So, uh, love for you to join us and maybe pass that along to someone else. You know, we're, you know, Chad, we're, we are talking about wisdom and gaining wisdom from you guys because the the book of Proverbs does talk about gray hair is a, is a splendor, and it's it, it talks about gaining wisdom. In fact, throughout the book of Proverbs. You know, it says, seek after wisdom. How much better to get wisdom than gold? How much better to get uh, choose understanding rather than silver? And uh, Gary, you were talking about you were in about your mid-40s. You had succeeded in business. You got the country club. You got the beautiful home. You got a great income. You got the great IRA, 401k. You got everything's going, but you realize something is missing. This right. is this is your regret. Right. Uh, like you said, there's a hole in my heart that, that wasn't being filled. Uh, and if it was filled, it was filled with the wrong things, worldly things. And uh, so I thought, well, after 40 years of trying it my way, I thought uh, I'd heard it. I'd never had any interest in the Bible or going to church or praying or anything else, but I thought, gee, this Jesus thing may be worth something. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> worth trying out. So uh, being kind of an analytical person that I am, I thought, well, I'll, I'll just try to look into this thing and see if there's anything to it. And so I started reading the book of John, and when I did, everything fell in place for me. I, I don't know what it was. It just Everything just clicked. Everything I read made sense. It all worked together. At the same time, I went through Emmaus Walk, which was a great weekend retreat. Mm. And uh, uh, after thinking about it, after coming out of the Emmaus Walk and thinking about it for uh, a month or so, I thought, well, I'm going to give it a try. So uh, one June day, I, I just got on my knees and gave my mm. life to the Lord and said, I, from this point on, it, it's up to you. And uh, I'll uh, try to follow the life you want me to follow. And uh, lots of things changed in my life, uh, almost instantly. Uh, there was uh, changes that my wife noticed them right away. Now, now at the same time, now Betty, she was not a Christian as uh, well. Uh, no, she was not. She was uh, uh, she was uh, had a Catholic background. Was not a committed Christian yet. But but she saw the changes earlier than I did, and uh, uh, and uh, so uh, it, it's it's been a. A good run. I mean, I've <laughs> learned a lot, and I've been very blessed, and uh, it's a lifelong journey. And uh, once you make that commitment, there's no turning back, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's the only way to go. Well, uh, that's fantastic. And you've been, now been walking with the Lord for nearly 40 years. Right. And uh, let's let's turn the corner a little bit, guys, and let's talk about what it – looking back, some things that you – are so glad you did, and you would do the same thing all over again. Uh, you, you, Barney, what, what comes to mind when I say that? You'd say, I, you know, I'd, I'd do that again, because that was that was good. Oh, probably the, the first thing I'd have to say is is getting married when I was 20 years old. 
which uh, as I look back on it and look at grandkids and all, or my own kids, and I think at 20, you're so young and stupid, and <laughs> and, uh, and and I was all of those things, and Sally was too, and and uh, but we had dated for three and a half years, and and uh, we just she was at University of Kentucky partying, and uh, I was at Duke, and Uh-oh. and uh, whoa, Kentucky wow, and Duke, that's that's hot. really I know this is before Christian Leitner, so that's you know, wor- worlds <laughs> colliding there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they were actually fairly friendly at that point in time, but uh, at least Sally and I were friendly, and and we just decided to get married. We did not have anything. No car, no place to live, no plans, but we we just had faith in each other, and and so uh, it was the best thing I ever did. Mm. And uh, you know, I, I, I've I've been married now, you know, almost fifty seven years to my best friend, and and it's just been yeah, not without problems. I mean, every marriage has problems, and uh, usually they're self inflicted. And in in our case, she she's such a neat lady, and. You know, I'm the one who probably inflicted more problems than than she ever even thought about, and so I would I would do that over again In any day. Yeah, absolutely. Even though you weren't a Christian, the Bible says, "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." Yeah, and you found a really good absolutely. thing. I mean, God God walked with me through, kept me out of trouble in in times when I would do stupid things, and and you know he was he was there with me. I just didn't take advantage of it. And make him part of my life, and and ultimately make him the Lord of my life, mm. and that that was the big change that that uh, you know that that I did when I, you know, I'm like Gary, I'm I'm an engineer by training and analytical by nature, and uh, it, it wasn't until you know I realized that Jesus was who He said He was that I asked Jesus into my heart, but that got me part of the way. It wasn't until you know I got on my knees and asked Him to become the Lord of my life that things really changed in my life and uh, prayers start being answered and uh, I mean that's that's when my life changed when I made him the Lord of my life mm. and you know every day I battle with me trying to get back up on the pedestal and uh, kind of push him aside and uh, but you, usually something reminds me this isn't where you're supposed to be he he's he's there mm. and I'll, I'll get back off the pedestal put him there mm. that's good that's good Barney Robbie, uh, talk about looking back over the last how many decades, and what would you do over and go, you know what, I, I'd do that again. What, what would that be? <clears throat> well, here's, here's what comes to my mind. I'm thinking of the word obedience. And when I was growing up as a kid, and obedience was a, was a bad word, something you had to do, <laughs> it was discipline and anything but being obedient. Uh, I was not an obedient person probably to my parents, but definitely not to God. Um, I'd already mentioned that in my 40s I became much more focused on my life with Jesus. And I would say that what I I found out, and I wish I had learned this lesson before, I don't think you can learn it in a book, is there's actually joy in being obedient Mm -hmm. and there's great results from being obedient about 25 years ago I'd been married probably 15 years uh, there were like little things about my wife that I didn't like some of them were big things but little things that would irritate me and so forth and 
I came across the verse in Ephesians that says, Husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I couldn't get that verse out of my mind, and I felt God calling me to pray about that verse and think about it and ponder it, and, and I didn't know how to make that verse alive in my life with my wife until God showed me one day. He, he um, wanted me to, to bring him into the middle of my marriage. And even though I was a Christian and she was too, we, we really didn't like pray together except before meals. We just didn't do that as much. And one day I uh, felt God had been telling me to do this for several months, and I was for some reason resisting it. And finally I couldn't resist it anymore, and I, and I, I became obedient. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to my wife. I asked her to pray with me. Mm-hmm. I took her hands, and I began to pray. And as soon as I started to pray an act of obedience to God with my wife, all those little things that I didn't like about her, they just didn't matter anymore. It was was like ice in my heart melted. Mm. And she became the most precious thing to me. And that was 20 years ago, I guess. And God taught me how to love my wife. And it was the most joyful a period of time that I had with her for the next, she died, you know, 11 weeks ago. Um, so I would say mm-hmm. I wish I had, you know, done that sooner. Obedience. Uh, there's other examples I can give of being obedient to God. But um, Wow, that's, you know, Robbie, that's powerful because um, there's listeners out right now who that's what they need to do. Um, if you're listening right now, and, and guys, you, you need to pray with your wife and as an act of obedience. I, I hope you're under, you're, you can hear the emotion and the, the strength in Robbie's voice after having just lost his wife 11 weeks ago of how grateful he is for uh, being obedient and drawing near to the Lord God, but also drawing really near to his wife, his bride, and praying with her, and and then really um, being close in oneness as a, as a married couple. Um, that's a powerful story and powerful stuff, Robbie. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back for a final segment to hear about a little bit more about from these guys and. Uh, you know, a common theme here is we see that, you know, men are throw themselves into the work, but we realized after the fact that uh, that might have been a uh, nine to five is a good thing to invest in, but five to nine is even more important mm. what you do outside of work. So yeah. we're going to take a break, be back with our, our panel of guys here, and we'll talk more about wisdom and what that looks like in life here as we take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment today for Solid Steps Radio, and uh, we want to thank our sponsors, LNN Credit Union and Carol Rogers Carpet One for sponsoring our show, and we're talking today to a panel of men who the combined age in here, minus Kurt and I, is 228 years, so with those 228 years, we've got a little bit of wisdom. that Some we're serious wisdom going on We've been here. mining through that wisdom here. Gray hair and wisdom. We could do the show every hour. I mean, every week with an hour for these guys and still not get enough, but oh. uh, we appreciate them coming in. So, 
Yeah, yeah. We we've been talking about wisdom and the things that they would do over. If and and, and Gary, we, we, I'm going to ask you, looking back over the decades, you're 80 years old, been married 55 years. What would you do the same? Well, again, it's uh, kind of ironic how our stories kind of match up. But uh, the thing I would do the same is to marry the same girl that uh, the Lord uh, identified for me, and. Uh, when we got married, we didn't know each other very well. We didn't have a very long courtship. Uh, we moved to a city that we had no idea, never lived there before, had no friends there, no, no uh, support system there. And uh, 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 my wife got pregnant two months after we got married. So <laughs> I was really not ready to be a husband. Uh, and a dad. And a dad all at one time and uh, in a city that we didn't know anybody. So. It was it was difficult. It was, it was kind of a, a, a difficult thing to get started, and and provided a lot of challenges for us. But uh, uh, God has blessed our marriage, and uh, uh, He knows what He's doing when He when He has a, a lady that He selected for you, and uh, and uh, we've been blessed for many many years, and and been blessed with. Uh, a good family. That's awesome. You, you'd, you'd pick Betty all over again, even though at the time you were not a Christian. Betty wasn't a Christian. No. You know, the, the Bible says that man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. And um, even in our, uh, sometimes our unbelief, God is still working. God is still alive. God is not dead. And um, I, I've just really come to appreciate you three guys and your heart for the truth um, and the your heart for the Bible and your heart for the Lord Jesus. Um, I would just add one other thing to that. Yeah, to that, uh, uh, I think what I would do over again is to spread the word and 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 let people know uh, what it's like to be a Christian. Mm. And it, uh, it 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 doesn't help a whole lot to be a Christian not share that and not try to uh, convince other people that that there is a way. And uh, uh, that's uh, that's the thing. I think it's important that if you if you are a Christian, you have a Christ as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't do, do a whole lot of good if you don't share it with others. You, uh, there's other people who need to hear your story. Absolutely. And they need to hear how God has worked, and they need to hear that God is alive. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a good word. Thank you, Gary. I'm going to go back to uh, Barney. Um, Share a gold nugget of wisdom that, that you've learned over the years with our audience. Well, I think what I'd, I would say is a number of years ago, I read a book called Halftime by a guy named Bob Buford. And uh, the, the concept in the book is that uh, every life has a halftime, like a sports halftime, like a football game. You go in, you analyze what you did in the first half of your life, and you decide what you're going to do in the second half of your life. And uh, his his concept, and, and I totally agree with it, is the first first half of our lives is the pursuit of success. And uh, and but ha at a point in time in your life, you go, you just make the decision that the second half of your life is going to be the pursuit of significance. And uh, you know, I think that's what became important to me was realizing that I didn't I didn't need or want to pursue success anymore and I didn't and that I wanted to pursue significance and significance in a, in in a godly way uh, to, to become and be what God wants me to be and to serve him 
uh, for the rest of my life, whatever that is. And he has taken care of Sally and I through all of this, through all kinds of issues and problems. I've had cancer for 12 years. You're, I, you're not even supposed to be alive. <laughs> I know. Marty. I was given two to three years to live when they first diagnosed it, and that was 12 years ago. And I am, I've been so blessed, as strange as it sounds, by having cancer. It's just amazing because I'm not pursuing anything other than uh, to be God's servant in, in everything that I do. And, and he's, he's made love greater. He's made life better. Uh, and, I, and I am genuinely happier and more at peace than I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And it seems to get better and better every year, even though uh, you know, the cancer is still here and probably always will be until you know, I go home to be with him. But I win it either way, so I don't have a problem with it. Uh, so that's awesome. And and, and by the way, uh, listeners, Gary, when when there was a time when Barney, you would go in for treatments, and Gary, you went and you would pray. You would sit outside his room and pray during the treatments, because I remember when when the diagnosis happened. Uh, everybody thought Barney's gone, and here you are 12 years later, and God's continuing to use you in the midst and the trials of cancer and treatments and all that junk, um, but God's, God's and, been faithful. And Gary was an incredible witness to everybody that, that was associated with me. They, they'd come into the room where I was being treated, and the first thing they'd just walk over and say, is Gary there? And Gary <laughs> sat on a little bench outside of the building where, where I was being treated, it, you know, and in the weather— and uh, he never got rained on, and uh, it, this went on for almost six months. And, I, I uh, got paid for it most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he'd write not me these. Not enough. <laughs> he'd write me these long dissertations about how women sat down and hit on him while he was sitting there. <laughs> uh, as a seventy-some-year-old guy. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, uh, Robbie, uh, give us a gold nugget of wisdom that you've learned over the years and pass it on to our listeners. Okay, well, I spoke a minute ago about being obedient, and I have another little comment about that that I think relates to what you just asked, and it has to do with giving. Mm. And for, for years and years and years, I always had a budget, and giving was at the bottom of the barrel on giving. It was the it was the first thing I would cut and the last thing I would do, and I knew that that you know wasn't probably correct. And certainly God asked us to give with a, with a joyful heart and to be a cheerful giver. And I remember <laughs> thinking, well, when I get older, I'll have more money and I'll be able to afford to give, and I'll give then. And I heard a, a preacher one time give a whole sermon on this, and what I remember is he said, if you wait until you give, or excuse me, if you wait until you can afford it to give, you'll never give. And it hit me right between the eyes. and. I knew that was right, and I went home that day. This is about 25 years ago, and I I made a commitment to God. I'm going to change everything in my financial life, and you're going to be number one on my giving. Mm. We've all heard these stories that people will say, you know, they they started giving and their life became better, and uh, financially (laughs) things were better, and I was never quite sure I believed that, but I'll tell you what happened to me when I did this. When I just made the decision, I hadn't even started uh, executing my plan yet, the stress, the financial stress, the, 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 the knots in my stomach that I had all the time about how am I going to pay my bills, they went away. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's because I was getting along into the order that God calls us to do, which is giving him the first fruits. And I, I remember that, and I would just counsel anybody who's thinking about that, give it a try. Uh, it, it's, it's unbelievable what God does. And that's just a, a very you know, specific thing on giving. It's, it's, it's an act of obedience. And, and so what it means is God has an order for all of us. He has an order for the world, and part of that is giving. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, think, I think we need to find our way to be in God's order. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You know, that's, that's a good word. Thank you, Robbie. G- Gary, real quickly, what, what gold nugget would you have for I would I would say that uh, uh, to work on your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- married life is not, not necessarily easy, and uh, you face a lot of challenges. Uh, uh, it's vital that you work, really work at your marriage. Uh, I wouldn't let the word divorce even come into our conversations any time. When you make a commitment to God and to your wife, uh, it's important to make that commitment to your wife, but it's, it's, it's more important and it's, it's more uh, critical that you make that commitment also to God. So uh, mm. I would say work at your marriage, work at making your spouse uh, feel uh, that she's needed and she's wanted and she cares, you care about her. And, uh, You're cherishing her. And cherishing her and uh, don't let anything else uh, interfere with that. Uh, like I say, don't, it's a lifelong commitment and you, and you need to stick by what you've committed to and, and any other alternatives is not acceptable, really. That's awesome. That's a good word, brother. That's a good word for our audience. Guys, it has been an absolute joy to have you here. I can't believe the hour's up and um, wish we could just continue this for the next uh, how many days. But it's been a blast to hear from you, to hear your stories, and uh, to gain some insight and wisdom. And I just thank God for you guys. Sure. You guys well, thank been, you uh, for all you do. Well, it's a it's a joy and honor to know you guys. And uh, likewise, it's, um, it's a real treat and treasure. So, um, Barney, I'm going to ask you to close in prayer. Just pray for our, our our listeners that that us guys that we would live a life of wisdom, uh, biblical wisdom. Would you pray? Sure. Holy Father, we praise you and love you. Uh, Lord, I come to you right now, just praying for the men listening to this program, that uh, that they would open their hearts to, to all that you are. Lord, that, uh, that your spirit would invade them in a, in a way that uh, they know that they are on the right path and help them to stay on that path. Help them to, to, to focus on you. Help them to focus on your word, to, to get themselves invested in, in a great church and, uh, and just place themselves at your hand in everything and let you be the leader of their lives. Thank you for them. Thank you for bringing them with open ears to to this program today. Thank you for the good work of of Kurt and Chad and and the blessing they are to so many. Love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank you for listening today. You know, we've covered money, marriage, business, obedience, children, God, and a life of order. (laughs) And coincidentally enough, All of those are covered in the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom. Wisdom. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. We are.